I always believe that business is about perseverance and going the distance. And even when you don't have it in you to keep going, that's what Iron Man for me is about. Welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. I am your host, Dr. Weta L. Brown. I inspire and promote movement. I explain how running adds to life from a mental wholeness aspect. How obstacles can be overcome in life to make it to your finish line. Welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy, episode 75. Today, I want to do a tribute to the late Daryl Friedman Sr. This is a difficult episode. Daryl Friedman Sr. was a triathlete, among many other things. But that is how I knew him. I met him in 2018 at Ironman Chattanooga. I was in Chattanooga cheering on teammates. This was my first cheering, spectating experience at a full distance Ironman race. We had several team members racing. I rode down with Paulo a member of our team. Did some training as well, swimming, some running. It's always a treat to spectate a race with our team, particularly Coach Mo Amaris. So there's always a get-together of the Black Triathlete Association. And Daryl was with the Tennessee crew. I remember meeting him along with others that day. I didn't talk with him much that year. But as one of my friends mentioned, he met Daryl in Chattanooga. And Daryl was just a generous person. He had paid for the whole table he was sitting with that day. Fast forward to 2019. This was Ironman Louisville. This was my first full-distance Ironman race. I was so excited. I had been preparing since 2018, really. I had a progression plan to full-distance. Or did I even plan to do a full-distance? Peer pressure will make you do crazy things. So my first year, I learned how to swim. That was 2017, 2018. I did a couple of sprints, one Olympic race, and a 70.3. 2019, I did a 70.3 non-branded Ironman race. I did a 70.3 and actually DNF'd, which is another story. Um, And then ultimately, all of this was repairing me for Ironman Louisville. This was a team race that year, which was perfect for us because it was close enough to drive. So we went to Louisville to ride the course twice to run the course, although it changed two times before the actual race. 
and to not we actually didn't swim in the Ohio River, but I got to see it. It's quoted to be one of the dirtiest swims in of all the Ironman races. But Louisville is no more. The race ended after 2019. But we got to actually experience the course. I knew that course, particularly the bike course, like the back of my hand. And I'm bad with directions. I drove down on Wednesday night. I like to be early. Stayed in a less expensive hotel. Checked in on Thursday. Met some people. On Friday, did some shakedown training. Some just check your bike, check your legs, do the briefing. And then we had another Black Traveling Association meetup I had planned. I knew my team, my coach, Maurice. And I knew one of the other participants who we met via social media. We both went to Florida A&M University, which you've heard me speak about if you listen to my podcast. I'm a proud alumni. So we had talked on social media, but we never met person. But I met a few more racers that day. A couple from Maryland. And then there was Tennessee Crow and Daryl. Friedman Sr. was one of the Tennessee crew. I call them the Tennessee crew because they travel in a pack. And if they're outside of Tennessee, they usually ride with Daryl. Daryl was a pilot. And I thought it was funny that Grumpy rode with Daryl, but he really didn't like to fly. So I think he premedicated before the flight. So um, it wouldn't bother him as much. But Daryl and Grumpy were a unique pair. They made me laugh. They always were just joking with each other. I remember Crombie, which the previous guest on another podcast, Crombie and Daryl were like making fun of each other, going back and forth, going back and forth. So Daryl was saying that Crombie's a big deal. He um, runs a workout capital steps every week, and he's an ambassador for Lululemon, and he called him a Lululemon name or something like that. So Crumbie was made was saying that no 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 I'm not a big deal. He's the big deal, referring to Daryl. I had no clue. I knew neither one of them, but both of them are a big deal. So I just thought they were just going back and forth. Then we're talking about the race, and by this time the swim had been canceled. There was concern about algae in the lake. So even before we arrived, there was talk that the swim may be canceled. So there was toxic algae in the Ohio River. So when we did our briefing, it wasn't confirmed that the swim was canceled. But they announced that the swim would be canceled due to the high levels of toxic algae wasn't safe for a swim. I was disappointed. I walked by the Ohio River to see this toxic algae and it looks like some neon green stuff that looked like it was glowing fluorescent so I, maybe i can see why they canceled this one but i was disappointed because i had worked so hard to first learn how to swim in 2017 this was two years after gotten over my panic 
mode when I got in open water. The first year I raced each race outside of the indoor triathlons I did, I had a freak out moment. I grabbed the kayak at least once when I did Augusta. We had to jump off of this platform. My heart raced after we dropped. I couldn't get it together. I just did drills. And people who swim who may not like drills, I'm one of them. I was happy I had those drills in my little bag of tricks. So I freaked out. I grabbed the kayak. And one of the volunteers said, if a bag of Doritos can float down this river, you can swim. There's a video of a, I think it's a Lay's potato chip bag floating down the river because it's said to be current assisted. And it is because it was my fastest swim on times from a race. She said, get it together. So after she calmed me down, I got it together. But each race, I had to freak out. Chicago, I I did it seven strokes and then I traded water, seven strokes, traded water. I might have been less than seven strokes because Joy, who is a coach, was like, wait up, keep going, keep going, keep going, do 10 strokes. And I might do a few and she's like, that's not 10 strokes, keep going. So by the time that race was over, my neck was hurting because I had traded so much during the race. So I had gotten over my swim anxiety. And I still freaked out a little bit, but I learned to calm myself down by coping mechanism, by singing, humming, saying mantras as I swam. And my goal was to remain calm and keep moving, not stopping. So that worked. But I couldn't test it out because the swim was canceled. So I was really upset about it. So we were talking about the swim. I was talking to Daryl. And he said he did the algae dance to cancel the swim. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I did a dance, so the swim will be canceled. I'm like, no, you didn't. I guess I did. He's like, um, you know, I don't need to swim. He had done a number of races then. But I told him that this was my first race and I wanted to get the full experience. He's like, sorry. So after that, he was the algae dancer. That was his name. Because after the race, we kept in touch via social media, Instagram, Facebook. I wanted him to be a guest on my podcast. And we never worked out the scheduling details due to him being such a busy person. But we talked about a lot of things. He was a pilot. And my adopted nephew, who I've known since he was in high school, wanted to be a pilot. Very smart young man who moved here from Jamaica to go to high school and ultimately college. He just graduated with an engineering degree, but he still wants to be a pilot. But if you don't have someone who can assist you to get in flight hours, it's kind of, it's difficult if you're not in the military or if you don't have some type of, of someone who can help you get the flight hours because it's expensive. And if you don't own a plane or know someone who owns a plane, it can be taxing. So I wanted to connect to him. I wanted to him to encourage him. I wanted him to see someone who looked like him, who was a pilot, because that's what he desired to be. And I still encourage him to do that. In season five, we will continue the segment, Ask the Doc. If you have any questions related to musculoskeletal health, please email me 
send me a message via social media or click on my website and leave an audio message. Select messages will be answered on the segment. Daryl Friedman, although I met him twice, as I said in my um, post after he passed away, although I didn't know him long, I felt that he's considered a friend. He had one of those spirits, like he just, we just connected. So when I learned of his passing on June 28th, my heart was heavy. I even shed a few tears. I couldn't believe that he was gone. Let me give you a little bit of history about Gerald Freeman if you don't know him, if you're not in the triathlete community or in the business world or um, part of the, the Nashville community. Daryl Freeman grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. His parents did not finish high school. He grew up poor. He has a typical rags to riches story. While his parents did not go to high school or college, they were hard workers and very determined individual and instilled in Daryl that he could do anything he wanted to be. He went to college initially at Chad State. His GPA was 1.234. He mentioned he's not sure how he actually worked it out to get those numbers. He transferred to Middle Tennessee State University and ultimately graduated with a master's. From there, he started his technology services company, Cycron Incorporated. He launched his business from a one-employee office the size of a closet with $2,000 in his wife's credit card. He knows his office was the size of a closet because now that same office actually is a closet. The company grew to $38 million in revenue. $38 million from $2,000 in his wife's credit card to $38 million. Imagine that. His company provided employees who helped large corporations such as hospital chains, if you've heard of HCA hospitals, and large corporations implementing their information technology plan. His degree was in IT. So his first business was centered around IT. In 2017, Daryl sold his business for $20 million. $20 million. Daryl also was an investor and a mentor to other businesses. He mentored the trio who founded the restaurant chain Slam and Husky Pizza, which now has 10 locations and is located in four states. Again, he's a pilot. He's part owner in a bank. In 2018, he founded Cockpit Conversations. 
a series of interviews hosted by Daryl at an altitude of 25,000 feet, where he believed the sky is not the limit. During the interviews, Freeman and his guests discussed topics such as leadership, entrepreneurship, business principles, community service, goal setting, and his philanthropic endeavors. His goal was to motivate viewers to aim high and inspire them to pursue their dreams with passion and confidence. He wanted viewers to hear messages of hope, inspiration, and wisdom from a diverse collection of individuals. His videos can be viewed on Freeman's YouTube channel. Daryl remains the only two-time chairman of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. The first-generation college student became a trustee at his alma mater, Middle Tennessee State University. He serves on other boards, relentlessly advertising entrepreneurship and advocating for underprivileged students. He also worked to start a $10 million business incubator at Fish University. Unfortunately, Daryl passed June 28, 2022 at his home at the age of 57. He leaves his wife, Gloria, and his four children, Ebony, Kenya, Daryl Jr., and Nathan. just want to share some words of wisdom from Daryl Friedman Sr. There is value in no's as after a series of no's, there will be a yes or more than one yes. The key is to keep going despite the nose. Fear is not always bad, but don't let that fear paralyze you. Keep moving. Keep striving. Failure is not always bad either. Let it motivate you. Learn from your mistakes. The most successful people in life have failed. Let everybody know what you're doing. Make it public. If you're striving to, hey, do an Ironman, share that goal with trusted companions. Let them motivate you. Have a common goal. Find people with goals similar to yours. Trying to lose weight? Tell your friends. They'll help you prevent you from slipping up when you want to have those two to three crispy cream donuts, or if you just want to sleep in and miss a workout. The people who may get you from point A to point B may not be the same people to get you from point B to point C. As we grow, achieve progress, sometimes you may need to reevaluate your circle. If you're an employer, you may need to evaluate your staff. There's nothing wrong with changing your circle, your crew, your staff, because just because someone got you to a certain place may not be the same people to get you to the next level. Don't let your past cause you to question 
whether you belong or your future. Don't let your past question you who you can be or who you will be. Stay positive. Imposter syndrome is real. I can attest to it. But remember, you belong and you deserve everything you earn. These are paraphrases of information I've gathered from talking to Daryl and listening to his YouTube videos, his Instagram videos, reading his posts. He always gave a plethora of information. And one other thing he said was hang around with smarter people, people who are better than you. For one, they teach you something. For two, it gives you something to strive for, something to look forward to. I could give a ton of other things I gathered from knowing him and just soaking in some of the knowledge. I want you to listen to words from Daryl Friedman. This is a talk he was given in Tallahassee, actually Tallahassee Community College. There were several members of my university, Florida A&M, and the audience that asked questions. And this brief segment, he talks about why he does Iron Man races. Take a listen. Iron Man, that doesn't mean a lot. I'm six-time Iron Man. You know what the Iron Man event is? Because I want you to do the seventh one with me. <laughs> I do the Iron Man events because it's a, an event of endurance and it's something you can't buy. It's a 2.4 mile swim in the ocean, a 112 mile bike, and then a 26.2 mile run to follow that. What does it got to do with business? I always believe that business is about perseverance. And going the distance. And even when you don't have it in you to keep going, that's what Iron Man for me is about. From the ground up. So I always say sports imitates life. As um, Daryl was talking about what he gets from doing Iron Man races. At the time of that segment, he had only done six, but. He did a total of 10 full-distance Ironman um, races. Competing in sports, whether it be running, triathlons, football, basketball, any sports, I think it imitates life. You get the team concept. You get perseverance, as Gerald talked about. You conquer fears. And I had to conquer my fierce women to do triathlons. Crashing on a bike as well. The fear of failure. You set a goal. You make it public because people can track you. And um, Ironman races, people can track you. So it's, it's public. You're out there. You're putting yourself out there. You're putting yourself out there for a goal. Despite fears, despite Voices in your head saying you can't do this. Despite people maybe telling you you can't do this. Despite failures. Like every training day is not a good day. Every practice is not a good day. 
the people who participate in professional sports and they're just basically out there all the time every game is not going to be a good game but you're out there you're giving it your all you're passionate about something and you'll see results and that can carry over in other areas of your life life sucks sometimes and there are things that you're afraid of that you have to face in order to be successful in life so sports is a mirror it imitates life so i just wanted to take its time to share a little bit of Daryl Freeman to people who knew him, people who never heard of him, because his story is powerful. And I'm, I know I'm not doing his story justice. I wish I would have had the opportunity to sit down virtually and interview him, because I know he inspired me. And I didn't know him for that long or spend that much time with him, actually. But he inspired me. And the next time that I tow that start line, I will tow the start line of a full-distance Ironman race. I will dedicate it to Daryl Friedman Sr. He will be there with me in spirit, although Daryl will know algae dancing because i want to do the full (laughs) full race no algae dancing he will be there with me motivating me he will live on through his legacy through his children through his mentorship through all the plethora of information if you just go on his website you can just learn so much from him even if your thing is not business even your thing is not triathlons you can learn a lot in whatever endeavor you have in life so daryl we miss you west in peace my friend that wraps up this episode of running is cheaper than therapy podcast thank you for tuning in If you already haven't, please download Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast on Apple, Spotify, or however you listen to your favorite podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, or possible show topics, please email runitischeaperthantherapyolbomahalovebrown. Again, that's runitischeaperthantherapyolbomahalovebrown at gmail.com. I also can be reached via Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Handle We Life, We Love. Oh, you are life. Oh, you are love. Thank you, and please tune in again.